If you've been wishing, hoping, and dreaming about taking your business from six figures to multi-six figures or multi-six figures to seven figures, then I want to make sure you get our new free guide, the multi-six and seven-figure scaling roadmap. Inside the guide, I pull back the curtains and I shared all the strategies that I used and they can help you too. First, they can help you triple your monthly sales. I shared proven strategies with you that led to a 3x increase in my monthly sales. Second, I show you exactly how to crush your limiting beliefs. Say goodbye to doubts like, you can't charge that much and there aren't enough ideal clients for you too. Third, how to only work with ideal clients. I show you how to become the go-to expert and attract only the perfect clients and referrals. And finally, I show you how to quantum leap to $20,000 plus every single month. I show you exactly how to take a quantum leap from $8,000 per month, for example, to $20,000 a month. You can absolutely break through your upper limit barrier and enjoy five and six figure months every single month. Make 2024 your dream come true year by downloading your free guide today. Just click the link in the show notes below. Welcome to Double Your Sales Now, your resources to selling strategies, tips, and best practices to take your performance to the next level. There's no reason you can't double your sales. So let's get to it with your sales coach, Ursula Menches. Welcome to Double Your Sales Now, where you learn all the tips, mindset shifts, tools, and strategies to two times your sales in any niche. I'm your host, Ursula Ventures, and as always, I'm super excited to jump into today's show. I have one of my dearest friends, and if you know us, we're actually twins. You'll have to look at the photos to verify this, but we are twins. I have my twin here today. Her name is Janice Graham. She hails from Southern California, and I just want to say hello, twin. Welcome to the Double Your Sales Now show. Good morning, twin. I'm sure they will agree when they see the photo. I know they will. I know. I'm I'm excited to talk to you. I, we don't get to talk as much, so we tried not to talk a lot before before the show this morning because we want to keep this energy. And Janice and I, we we've known each other for what? I'm, I don't know that I want to say. I know over ten years. years. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, fourteen. <laughs> wow. 14 years. So we've we've lived through some pretty interesting life things, including the recession in California, which was a time of great growth, right, for, for all of us. It was. But we, we survived, right. and we're back. So anyway, I'm excited to have you on the show today. Welcome. Thank you. So for all of you, our listeners all over the world, I just want to say thank you for joining us today. I hope that this show inspires you and motivates you to do something different in your business and in your life. Let me tell you a little bit about Janice. Janice Graham is a speaker and author of the soon-to-be-released Leaving in Style. And I didn't say living. I said leaving, which is, she's going to talk about today. She's also the founder of founder and chief insurance strategist at Entrepreneurs Insurance Services. And Janice is driven to help business owners like all of you and entrepreneurs plan for and protect the future of your family, your business, and your employees. And, you know, we are going to talk a little bit about leaving today. And I have to say that talking about, you know, insurance or what happens if I'm no longer on the planet was not one of my favorite topics, which Janice knows very well. (laughs) But as an entrepreneur, as my business grew, and especially after we had our first child, Luca, we finally realized that we needed a life insurance and not just a little bit, but, you know, more than I thought we would ever have. And we probably still need more. 
and it was, you know, definitely one of the best decisions that we ever made. And so, Janice, I just want to formally thank you for getting me over that hump of that, that conversation of death and dying and what to do in case that happens. So thank you. I want to acknowledge you for that publicly. It was truly my pleasure. <laughs> and I know I was one of Janice's best friends and worst clients. So, but now, now we're past that. So let's talk about you, Janice. Like, you know, you've been on this journey, you know, helping people. You've been on this journey of, you know, ta- having this conversation of what happens if you're no longer the pl- on the planet or what happens if, you know, something, God forbid, something other happens, you don't leave the planet, but you're no longer, you know, able to continue with your business, you know, all those conversations. So what, what got you on this journey? Tell us a little bit about your story. Oh, that's a great question. I really, I worked in telecommunications for about 10 years, and I did what everyone said to do. You you put money into your 401k. You get, I had life insurance when my first daughter was born. I didn't know what I had, but I had it. I got it. (laughs) I realized that everyone who met with me and looked at what I had, they would go, oh, you're doing fine. And they would make no suggestions. Nothing happened. I was clueless. I only did what others told me to do. And finally, I decided the best way for me to understand the financial services industry was to just get in it. And being in sales all my life, I started cold calling companies. And I cold called Sun America. I did seven interviews, and I got in. It was a journey, and it was fun. But what I did was I I learned the industry from the industry side. And what I wanted to do after working for insurance companies is to bring information to the public in basic English. Because what I realized is that in my industry, we're, as, um, as many industries, we have lots of acronyms and terminologies that most people don't understand. And it, get, it can be quite intimidating. So, I, I mean, I can't tell you how many business owners I talk to and they go, I feel really stupid about this. And you shouldn't. It's, it's a learned process. So I got into the industry to help others, to help myself, and it, it really led me down a journey of sharing basic information and making a conversation palatable. So it's not all about doom and gloom, it's just about preparing for the what ifs. Yes. Well, I mean, I liken it to sales and selling, right? We think we're all supposed to know how to sell, sell and people come to us all the time and say, I don't, I don't know how to sell. And you exactly. shouldn't know. How, no one's born knowing how to sell and no one's born knowing how to protect a business or all the kinds of insurances or, you know, all the products that are out there today. Because frankly, I think it's, it's a little bit overwhelming for a business owner because we're not in it every day. So Denise, go back. So when you first launched your business, did you have any limiting beliefs about sales or selling? And if so, would you tell us about those? I did. You know, it's like, like I said, I've been in sales all my life. I think I started at 17 in a, in a retail store. But that doesn't mean anything when you start changing industries. So when I left the corporate setting and opened my practice back in 2000, gosh, it's been 18 years, I I felt like I couldn't help my clients. I I knew a lot about the financial services. I had a securities license. I, I knew information, but I always felt like it was not going to be enough. I, if I talk to someone, they're going to ask me a question, and I felt like I needed to know it all. So instead of falling back on my sales background, I kind of led with fear. And it wasn't fear of the product, or it, it was the fear of just not knowing enough. And that slowed me down. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. I think probably everybody listening has had 
a fear like that or some kind of imposter syndrome or just not knowing. And in your industry, there's so much to know, right? There's so much to know. And I think we forget that even even as we start out in industry, we already know 10% more than everybody else. You throw that's, 18 that's years it. on that, right? Like, that's, that's I mean, come right. on. <laughs> You're and, absolutely right, and that's it. You know, we, we know more than we need to know. And if you, there is a lot to know, so just, I just fine-tuned it and specialized. And so was there a time in the business, I'm sure there was, but like looking back on the trajectory of being in business for 18 years, in the beginning, you know, the first five years or whatever it was, where you doubled your sales or you had your best year yet, like go back to that moment and what was that like for you? Did you celebrate that? And then what did you believe about sales and selling after that? That's a, a great question. Within the first five years was exactly when I doubled my sales. It was 2005. And at that time, I was doing a lot more retirement planning. So I was going out and doing seminars for employees that were being laid off. And I had a phenomenal run working with some employees at a couple of different companies. One happened to be a, a credit union. And every single client that I met with or prospective client, I, I was able to help them. And at that point, I think one week I made $55,000 in a week. And mm. I was like, okay, this is too easy. And that's what I went to. I went to, this was too easy. I did something wrong. And you know my dear friend Ruben, our dear friend Ruben, uh, who has now passed on, I told Ruben, I said, um, this is, I, I did something wrong. This was way too easy. He goes, no, you, you, know what, you know what you're doing. And it was that. It was that I actually had the knowledge and the experience to help these people and to help them do what they needed to do. But I, I went toward, instead of going towards the light, I kind of said, oh, well, this is way too easy. It, and so my belief and my limiting belief was it can't be this easy all the time. Oh, and therefore, right. it wasn't. <laughs> it's amazing. Oh, no. It's amazing what we put out there. So that was actually in the first five years. It was it was a lot of fun, and I think I, I shifted or I changed something in my model because it just couldn't be that easy. So let's talk about that. I mean, I'm guessing that was one of the big beliefs that then kind of get laid. And it's, it's I you know, I think we we've all had those moments where, you know, some money shows up very easily or there's some amazing synchronicity or a client just lands in our lap and it's everything we wanted, right? It's everything you wanted. And in that moment you go, oh my gosh, that's no way like that. No way. <laughs> and so now, you know, all these years later, when you look back at that, what do you believe about that now? Or what do you know about that now? Wow. I, what I believe is that it's, a lot of it is conditioning, and and it is it is our our personal limiting beliefs, and and not realizing that all the studying and the work that I put in was manifesting itself. So had I continued to believe in myself and my system, it would have flowed. It would have continued on. So I look back now and go, wow. I kind of you shake your head. I shake my head at myself, going, wow. You know that was a missed opportunity. I mean, the rest of the year was decent, but it was me, I put in motion to slow myself down. Mm -hmm. So I look back now and go, okay, let's not do that again. So this is great for all of our listeners. It's not great for you, Janice, but this is a learning <laughs> opportunity for all of us. So if you 
could go back and talk to Janice in that moment of, oh, it's too easy, you know, whatever the thoughts were, what would you tell her? You've earned this. You worked for to this point to get where you are. I mean, even even the mere fact that I was out doing these presentations, I was out at the guest of the county, um, which I had worked to build that relationship. That was not a, a given. Yeah. It's like, you've got this. You earned it. You're working the plan. The plan is working. So keep going. Yeah. That's what I would have told yeah. her. Beautiful. And I can feel pe- that resonating with so many of our listeners right now, like for all of us, right, that, that it can yeah. be that easy. And just together, just really strengthening that that belief. So so let's let's go there. I mean, when you look back, what were the top two strategies that you used to double your sales? So let's use that example. You had that big that big moment, that big fifty five thousand dollar check that came in. What were the top two strategies that you used at that time to allow that to unfold? I had a system. I love speaking. And when I would go out with the county, I created a system that worked for me. I always asked to be the last speaker on, and I always asked to not have enough time. So <laughs> that was ridiculous, but it worked. No, it was. I, okay. I always said that. And so that was a system that I used. I shared the information that I needed to share, and I did it with energy, uh, with enthusiasm. <laughs> As these poor people are looking mortified. But I always had a really good energy, and I would give just enough information. And in those situations, we weren't allowed to sell, you know, quote, unquote, sell. Sure. So yeah. I would I would always tell them, I was like, you know, I'm, I'm sure if you'd want more information, I'd be happy to share it. And I always handed out a evaluation. It was colored, so it didn't blend in with all of the other papers. And I would tell them, and I, would, I did a takeaway. I was like, if you want to talk to me, put your number. If you don't, don't put your number. Because I wanted people to know that I'm not going to push you or, or force you to do anything. I'm here to support you. So those who put their number and I followed up with them were people who wanted to do business with me. So that's what made it easy. It was it was 100% closed because these people heard me, they liked me, they trusted me at some level, you know, and they were willing to get to know me a little better. And in doing so, it made those who came to my office want to do business with me. That's why it was 100% close, close ratio. Those who didn't want to do business with me did not put their phone number. So it was right. a system. That makes it sense. Was a system that was that it flowed. Mm-hmm. And so, tell me about never not enough time. So, and you want I want to go last. And so, what was the strategy there? <laughs> okay, so if I have enough time, I can answer everybody's question, and they have no need to talk to me. Got it. Plus, dealing with with money and retirement, people have questions that are confidential that they don't want their their colleagues to know about. So I just right. put that out there. You may have a question that's personal to you. We'll sit down privately and talk about it. I would love to answer mm-hmm. everyone's questions. Unfortunately, I don't have the time to do that today. Write it down, and I'll give you a call. So right. those who wanted me to answer the question, they would write it down. So I, by, by, by shortening my time on the, wasn't a stage, but in front of these employees, sure. allowed for me to generate enough energy and urgency for those who want to speak to me to take the next step. Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. So speaking, was, so by speaking, was, was they saw you as the expert and then you gave them, you said, if you want it, if you have more questions, write your number down. If you don't, so you just, you set it out there. So you knew right away, like if they wrote their number down, they needed to talk to you. There wasn't enough time. Absolutely. I mean, frankly though, you could have spoken for a whole day, right? And there still would be not, not enough time if I have a personal question. So that, that's a really good strategy for those who are listening. If you're speakers, you know, if you, especially when you're, you're quote, quote, 
quote unquote can't sell, you still can create a, a powerful next step to follow up with people. And this is an example of that. Wow. Thank you for, for sharing. And I, you know, Janice, I think there's so many people th- that are listening who would love to be a speaker. And so this has come up before, but, and I, I think there's this belief out there that there's a magical school of speaking that all the speakers go to that no one else knows about. But what, <laughs> tell us the truth about becoming a speaker. How did you become a speaker? How did you decide you were going to be a speaker? how did you start marketing yourself as a speaker? It, it just blows my mind that it's like the number one fear because it just happens to not be my number one fear. I just I believe that it's about talking to people. I, I would say, okay, I'm going to talk to you, Ursula, but there happen to be a thousand other people listening. So focus in on that person. Gosh, I've been speaking. I don't remember how I started. It's It's been a while. But I can remember when I initially started speaking, I would not wear my glasses. I wear contacts now, and I think I wore contacts then, but I, I would just go on stage without my glasses. <laughs> so I couldn't mm-hmm. see I couldn't see the the, uh, the details in all of the faces, but I knew they were there. And I just remember going and speaking and just enjoying the energy and creating an energy. Sometimes, you know, when you focus in on that one person with their hands crossed and that sense of doubt, that, that can bring your energy down. So if you can't see them, you just keep going, you know. So that's how I started. And then I just I just really found people respond well to me, and they would come up and they would, you know, it's encouraging. I really enjoyed what you had to say. I really like that. I, you know, I like this. I, whatever the case may be, all of that positive reinforcement just made me want to do it more. And, yeah. and then you learn that, the you know, we have a lot to offer and to share, and if we can share it with one person, we can share it with 100 people. We could share it with 1,000 people. What if we can just plant a seed in all of these lives and, and just give them what they need, and then they can take the next step. But if they don't know it, they don't know. People don't know what they don't know. Right. So I, it's been a long time. I don't remember when I started, but I, I'm really looking forward to doing more of it. Well, and you're natural. It is, it's definitely easy for you. But, you know, definitely I've shared it wasn't easy for me and I still had to figure it out. But what I'm curious about, and this is what I want, really want people to get, was there a speaker fairy who tapped you on the head or how did you say, you know what, I'm a speaker? I think I was asked to do a presentation one time and you, and I did yep. it in a small group and it was fun. There is no speaker fairy. <laughs> uh, I, you know, and I, I always listen to you because you say how, how much you struggle and I look at how phenomenal you are. Now doing it, I just, I, it, there is no, it, it's just a matter of getting up and talking and talking to one person, talking to that one yes. person's forehead and, and then look at, and look around as if you're looking at everyone else. And eventually it's just the practice is, it is like anything else, you know, practice makes perfect or whatever they say, but just even practice gives you a little bit more comfort. And yes. I had to, I just taught myself to look for the, the happy high energy person in the room. And, and That's so you get that tip. positive reinforcement. Yeah, you know, because mm-hmm. there's always going to be that one. There are people that are listening intently, and they have mm-hmm. a frown or, I mean, they have just a plain face. And they might be enjoying you. They just don't express it. There's always right. those that are animated, and I look, I look <laughs> to them. I had to learn. Well, first of all, thank you for your kind words. It's been, it's definitely been a journey, but it's one that I encourage other people because if I can do it, anybody can do it. Let me just say that. And you know, it's funny about prejudging the audience. Like I would always try to connect with the smilers too. And what I learned though is that I can't prejudge because I had somebody who nodded off the whole time during one of my presentations, and I thought for sure this person just you know, hates me, thinks I'm a terrible speaker, they're snoozing through this. And they were the first person up to come and buy sales camp and learn more. And what I, real, what I learned later is that sometimes people just tune out 
because it's too much for them. And so what looks like sleeping is them just being overwhelmed. (laughs) They really do want what you have. And so I, anyway, I digress. But so I, let's go. I want to hear about, we got to talk about you. You're an expert in business owner protection. All right. I want to make sure I'm covering all my bases. I want to talk about business owner protection. We haven't talked a lot about this on the Double Your Sales Now show, but it's such an important topic. I know it's one you're super passionate about. I also want to want you to share a little bit more about your book, but give us two to three strategies about what we need to know as business owners to protect our businesses and our lives. Gladly. You know, I started to really focus in on business owner protection with the loss of one of my mom's very dear friends. And I realized that no matter how successful people are, they are experts in what they know. They're not experts in what they don't know. And as a result, the business closed. And it was one that didn't have to to happen. I didn't understand it. So I really, my mission is to get out and educate business owners on how to protect themselves and their families. And, you know, there's three key things that, that really come to mind to me. And one of them is a great chapter from Stephen Covey, which is Begin with the End in Mind. So often, especially with new businesses, you may have someone ask you, how are you going to get out of this? What is your exit strategy? We have all these, these big terms. You're like, I'm not getting out of it. I just started it. I love it. But the reality is, is that you're doing it for what? To take care of yourself, to take care of your future. So, you know, I want people to look at how will I get out at some point because that's 100 I think one thing I can guarantee, Ursula, 100% of business owners will leave their business, guaranteed. Yeah. So it's just a matter of how and when. And it's just so I say, you know, just kind of take a look into the future, 25, 30, 40, 50 years down the line. What do you how, Where do you see yourself, and how do you see yourself getting there? Do you see your business being sold? Do you see your children taking over? Do you see it just closing? If it closes, are you going to get out of it everything you put into it? So that's a key thing. Another is to take into consideration what's going to happen to your business and your employees and your family. If you have a small business and your family is counting on your income, what's going to happen to them if something happens to you in the business? If you have a larger business, you have, let's say, 50 employees. You have now affected the lives of 50 employees, their spouses, their children, the daycare, the cleaners, and the grocery store. So if you can have a plan and a legacy for your business to continue, and it will allow for your employees to have a job because you've planned ahead and maybe either said, you know, in the future I'm going to bring in someone that can do what I do or we're going to build the value of this business so that we can sell it and you can continue to have a job, yay. So that's a matter of, you know, really thinking outside of everything that's going day to day and saying how am I going to affect my community in the future. Um, And another is to really look at who your key and important employees are. You know, if you have a sales rep um, that's working with you, and something happens to that salesperson, what happens to the to the growth in, of your business? What happens to your income? So look at ways to incent and keep your key employees in place so they stay with you and not the competition. So, you know, that, those are the things that I look at. It's just really protecting the business owner in a different kind of way because I know in California it's not the most friendly business owner state. And, you know, most states, they don't require that business owners protect themselves. They require that they protect their employees. They have workers' compensation Mm -hmm. and other things in place, but there's no requirement that you take care of you and your future and your retirement. So those are my three Mm -hmm. key points. Awesome. Thank you. And 
what are the biggest mistakes? So based on those three points that you shared, but what are the biggest mistakes that you see business owners making in this area or what's something that you wish they knew? What do you, what do you see happening? You know, I think that what I wish they knew was that if you plan ahead, it's, it costs so much less. It's, you know, the, 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 which goes into the biggest mistake. The biggest mistake is crisis planning, waiting till it's too late or waiting till you have to do something in a hurry because it gets real expensive and they're also limited in what they can do. And, you know, one example is uh, someone we both knew or knew did not have a plan and and waited until it was too late to try to put a plan in place. And when you wait too late, you're you're limited into how you can fund a plan, how you can, and oftentimes you can do it with insurance. If it's disability insurance or what we call a disability buyout, there's a lot of different kind of mm-hmm. things that you know most folks don't know because they'll never be on a commercial. Uh, but there's things that are that are available to business owners that are no longer available if you're not healthy enough to to qualify for them. So that's mm-hmm. the biggest thing is oftentimes people or people think of a disability as a broken arm when in fact it could be a stroke, a heart attack. It could be things that are unforeseen, a car accident. So the biggest thing that I, I wish business owners did was plan ahead, even a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. just a little bit of protection. It would just make all the difference in the world. Well, you make such a great point that, you know, we are required to take care of our employees, but we're not required to take care of ourselves. And, and you know, for business owners, no matter what, you and I both know, we and all our listeners know, business owners are working really hard. They're doing for everybody else. They're doing for the business. And they're always the last person on their list. It's rare where I find a that's business right. owner who's like, oh, I'm first on, I'm on the top of my list today. It, that's something that's right. you have to train on, right? Yeah. yeah they take so, the risk. They take the risk of having this business. But no one is taking the risk to make sure that they take care of themselves. Which is a perfect segue, Janice. So tell us, tell us a little bit about your book that's going to be coming out. And then tell us, and you have some ways that you can connect with people and some ways that you want to help our listeners. So tell us more. Oh, I would love to. I am so excited. I've been working on this book for years, off and on. And I have someone, I won't name names, Ursula, who has been <laughs> pushing me to write this book. And finally... Once it got a name, it's really starting to flow. So, you know, I wanted to write a book on business succession and exit strategies, but I didn't want it to be technical because all of what I read in in the industry is written either by attorneys or people that are really knee-deep into a, a technique or style. So my book is called Leaving in Style. And, you know, I really wanted to focus in and on um, business owners that you're, you're doing, you're growing your business, you're successful in your business, you're graceful in your business. So I want you to have the tools to be able to understand how to leave that business gracefully. Because like I said, mm-hmm. the only thing I can guarantee is that 100% of business owners will leave their business. And so, but they don't know. And it goes back to not knowing what you don't know. My book is really going to really help you become aware of what's out there, what's available. It's really preparing to prepare. I won't go real deep into mergers and acquisitions. You know, we'll tap on some of the things that are possible and available. But I really want so, want you to have a tool and a resource that goes, okay, well, which professionals should be a part of this process? What do they bring to the table? How do I understand their needs? I've had some great interviews with some some professionals and attorneys and business brokers and business coaches to give me their insights so that you're getting just a snippet 
And just enough so that in case you're asleep on the front row and listening, you'll have enough that it won't overwhelm you and you can move forward. So I'm super excited. I'm excited. Wait, okay, I have to ask before you tell us how we can get more and how we can connect with you. When is your book coming out? That's a good question. I'm working on the manuscript. It will be done by the end of this month. Uh, that was my goal to have first quarter. And, uh, so from there, I, I don't have, I don't, because I don't, I'm not sure about the entire publishing process, but it will be going to editing at the end of this month. Okay. So sometime in the next six months. Okay. Depending on how much, yeah. Sounds good. I'll, I, once I get with Amanda, <laughs> I will know. <laughs> Awesome. Well, I'm, I can already think of people who I want to buy it for, so please keep us posted. Um, and I so for people will. who might be interested in getting your book and or talking to you or how, like, what else do you have available for our listeners, Janice? Well, you, I, I definitely have my website, and I actually have a, a couple ways to get to that website, but I'm going to keep it simple. Normally, it's business owner protection, which it is. It's businessownerprotection.com. Uh, but also, if you go to leavingandstyle.com, it will also take you to my website. And uh, on my website, I have just information about me, a little white paper on um, five good reasons to have a business prenup, which is a, a whole other term. Uh, but love also, it. I'm sorry? I said I love it. I just love that. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's just, I don't have to use legal terms. I can use terms that make sense to people. So... Yeah, that's what I have. I have my uh, my website. And now, did you want me to share the authors that I have as well? Yes, please. Yep, that'd be great. Okay. So, you know, I, I know that this is sometimes in a very intimidating process. And I want, again, to make it easy and palatable. Uh, there's some things that are really important about planning and succession planning. So I wanted to offer two things. Uh, one is a, a free policy review. It's actually an audit. So if you have a life insurance or disability policy and you're not sure if it's going to meet the needs of your family or your business or, or if you should have separate ones, I have an audit process that will help with that. And the beneficiary piece is huge. As a matter of fact, I'm, that's, I'm almost like you, Ursula. The next book or ebook is going to be on beneficiary designations because Folks don't realize what happens in that process. It, that could be quite interesting. So I have a, a, a policy and beneficiary audit. And for business owners who currently have a buy-sell agreement, um, and that's something that if you don't know that term, that's what I'm talking about with the business prenup. But if they have a buy-sell agreement, I have a good working relationship with a couple of insurance companies, and my favorite is Ohio National. They're advanced team attorneys will review at no charge a buy-sell agreement. Now, they cannot represent you as an attorney or your attorney, but what they will do is review the buy-sell agreement and then provide you with some questions and suggestions that you can take back to your respective attorney and make sure that your buy-sell agreement is going to do what you think it's going to do. So often they don't. I read them, and I'm not an attorney, but I read enough of them to know that it's not going to do what you think it's going to do. So just, you know, for a little peace of mind, uh, we have that offer available to you as well. That's fantastic. So first you could do a free policy review of your life insurance and also an, so an audit also to look at who you, your beneficiary is, which that's interesting, Janice. And that makes me curious, I'm, you know, what happens in certain situations. And then second, that's really great. If you already have a buy-sell agreement, Janice can get it reviewed for you at no charge through one of her relationships. So fantastic. Those are amazing offers, and I encourage you to connect with Janice. She is 
as you can tell, very easy to talk to, and there I've asked her every question and <laughs> then some. <laughs> yes, she has. I can attest. Pages of questions, and um, she answered them all very patiently. So thank you, Janice. And Janice, thanks again for being here today um, and for sharing your wisdom with all of our listeners. We really appreciate you. It is truly my pleasure. Thank you. Thanks, Ursula, for asking. <laughs> awesome. And I want to thank all of our listeners. Thanks for being here today. Thanks for being with us. If there's anything we can do for you, you can email me at Ursula at salescoachnow.com. Or if it's easier, you can email contact at salescoachnow.com. That'll get to me as well through my team. And if you haven't been to my website yet, salescoachnow, go there. We have a free gift. It's valued at almost $500. It's the Authentic Sales Formula, an Entrepreneur's Guide to Serving More Clients Without Being Pushy or Salesy. It's a webinar. You get to spend an hour with me. You get to see me. It's video. It's all of that for free. So take advantage of it because it will definitely help you in some of those stuck areas with sales right now. What else do we have coming up? We have sales camps this year. So when you go to the Sales Coach Now website, you can see all the sales camps that are coming up. And if you're looking for a sales trainer or speaker for your next conference or sales training event, definitely reach out to us. I'd love to talk to you about it. I can have someone on my team assist you. Just email me at contact at salescoachnow.com and we'll see how we can help you. That's it for now, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Double Your Sales Now show and make 2018 your most epic year yet. Thank you for listening to Double Your Sales Now. To get even more information to take your sales to the next level, visit us at salescoachnow.com. That's salescoachnow.com. Join us again next week to learn how to double your sales now.